Uh, so as promised, here is our fabulous Dark Eldar segment. I mean, we obviously are an international podcast. None of us know anything about Dark Eldar though, so what we actually did was brought in some people that know what the hell they're talking about. Um, so myself, uh, Mike, Matt, and Jesse, uh, and Andy are going to be joined on this uh, section uh, by Rob Fortin from Team Stomping Grounds. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, and we are joined by Caillou Oriana, uh, who is the captain of the German ETC team. Hello, sir. Guten Tag. And uh, Caillou, you are joining us fresh from a victory with uh, your new Dark Eldar. Is that correct? That's correct. That's completely correct. Excellent. I went to a tournament in Hamburg. Uh, so all you people thinking that they are unusable, think again. Uh, one of the most competitive countries in the world. And uh, Caillou here managed to take home uh, the title. So uh, let's get straight into it because we're not going to go through the book. Um, everyone else has done that. Um, we're, we're here to talk about what good things are in the book. So Caillou, do you want to tell us what list you took? All right, uh, real quick. I um, First of all, we played uh, 1580 points. That's pretty important because it's a smaller size. It was all about the uh, playing time. They had a few issues at the tournament in the last um, editions of that, so they need, they just made the points a little bit smaller. So uh, I played Dark Elder 1580, and importantly, I um, they, in this tournament, it was like a classic nostalgia tournament, and they played without allies. But that's not a problem. I'm just telling you why. Um, I played with uh, an Archon, just performer, because I need someone to do, to do the job. Uh, an Archon with uh, a court of the Archon with one of these Lamian Dark Elda women for 10 points, um, only for a scoring purpose. And the Dark Elda Archon, uh, Dark Elda Lord has a, a Venom with double spinder cannon. I have the regular Trueborn guys with a Venom double spinder cannon, four blasters. I had uh, three grotesques in a in a um, in a raider, a raider with night shield, and I had three times ten dark elder warriors in a raider. Uh, the raider had a splinter rex, and the warriors had um, a splinter cannon per unit. I had three times three reaver jet bikes with uh, one cluster called troops each, and I had. One Kronos with a spirit thing, this uh, female painting thing, I don't know the name of that in English. And uh, um, two Ravagers with three Dark Lances and Night Shields. That's it. Uh, what is everyone's immediate response on hearing that list? Uh, first of all, uh, on the uh, registration list, I was the only Dark Elder player. So this mm. is the first thing I, I noticed. Um, there were... I think a third of the player were Eldar players, and uh, the regular stuff, you know, Serpent, uh, Red Knight stuff, and uh, another third was Space Marines, and the rest was a mix between this and that. So I was the only Dark Eldar player, and when I came to the place, I unpacked my stuff and put it on my on the table there, and uh, everyone, just, uh, like many people, came to my to me and said, "Yeah, you to play Dark Elder, and it's just only for fun, or what are you doing here, anyways?" Mm. <laughs> uh, it's more. It was more. They were pretty. Yeah, they were very interested, and uh, yeah, and because they couldn't imagine how 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 it's going to work. Well, and it looks, actually, I, it looks like yeah. quite a, you know, like quite an old school. I mean, aside from like obviously the Reaver bikes and the Kronos, it looks quite. Quite traditional, almost um, old, old, old sort of MSU style. Um, Matt, what's your initial thoughts without hearing anything else about the army on that list? Initial thoughts with the Reaver jet bikes seem quite small, especially because they can't do the flyover attacks and need to actually engage to do the damage anymore. Mm. And then, don't know. There's a lot of shooting in the list from all the Dark Elder guys, especially with the Splinter Axe. Just seems, depending on what you're playing, if you come up against like Eldar Wave Serpents, could struggle, maybe lacking a little bit, and the armor punching. Uh, were knights allowed at the event, Kay? Uh, Pardon again, sorry, what was that? Last, were, Imperial, were Imperial Knights allowed at that tournament? Uh, no, no Imperial Knights, no. Oh, oh, actually, they were. I think they were allowed, but no one brought them. Yeah, because you would have an army of three. And probably yeah, it, I mean, good. 15, 80 points, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, Jesse, from your transatlantic um, viewpoint, 
um, listening to that list, what's your initial impressions? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I like it a lot. Then I feel like it's missing something. But obviously not if it won, right? Mm. So, uh, Rob, obviously you're the specialist. What's your initial thoughts on, on that list? Uh, you know, I, I actually, I like it. It's got a lot of shooting. Um, it's got some lances for some heavy. I would like to see like some more haywire because I feel like that's kind of where Dark Elder really shine. I like the addition of the Kronos. Um, I think that that probably, I mean, I, I can't, I'm looking forward to actually hear how that, that played out in the game. Um, seems like there's, you know, enough deep strike to do kind of what Dark Elder want to do and, you know, forcing certain areas of the board. And uh, the only thing I don't know about is, I, you know, I was such a big fan of three-man jetbike squads last edition, or I'm sorry, the last codex. Now with the change to the uh, the sweep attack just being the Hammer of Wrath, I'm, I'm not a big fan. So, I'm, you know, a little curious on, on what those did for him. So, Kai, you know, you've heard what the, the guys think about the list. Um, let's talk us through, like, how it works and maybe answer some of their questions that they, they wanted to know. Yeah, sure, of course. Um, maybe I can explain to you what I played against. Yeah. Maybe that's important. So in the first game, I played against a uh, Space Wolf drop pod army, with nine drop pods with different variations of uh, special weapons mm -hmm. and stuff, and uh, two librarians or rune, rune priests and stuff. So pretty regular stuff here. Many people play these this uh, drop pod armies these days. And um, I have been challenged by this guy, so I knew that I was playing him, but I didn't know what army. I just knew it was Space Wolves, so I don't know. And in, in, before I thought, okay, if you play Thunder Wolves, you're fucked. Uh, so <laughs> him. And, I, and, then, um, and then I thought, okay, if you play Drop Pods, I have a problem. Because we played a mixture between Maelstrom and Eternal War. And uh, I thought, ah, this could be a problem, because I don't have any weapons to deal really... Uh, with drop pods if I have to fight space wolves at the same time, you know, concerning objective secured. And um, so in the end, um, I just wanted to try it because it was actually my first Dark Elder game against drop wolves. And so I just put everything, I just put everything on the table. It was night fight, first of all, that's important. And I put, I, I put myself in a corner with all the vehicles and the there was a ruin as well, and I put the grotesque with the archon in front, and all the reaver jet bikes like in a circle, like to to have a, to have a line where no one can enter, so you, he couldn't uh, get into the six inch mm. so, short range of the melter guns and the uh, rapid fire range from the uh, from the uh, plasma plasma guns. And so yeah, well, first five drop pods came down, a lot of plasma, a lot of melter guns. And in the end, well, he tried to. Well, he he didn't. He he thought it wasn't worth shooting the reaver jet bikes because they, um, yeah. And so he he tried to shoot the grotesque. He had three plus uh, behind a ruin, three plus cover, and four plus feel no pain. So nothing happened there. And um, almost the same for the jet bikes. He tried some long range shots, some vehicles, but with the jink and night shield, almost nothing happens there. And same for bolt guns or melter guns uh, to jet bikes. Um, they jink, have a wonderful save. They have uh, they have um, skill rider, and so nothing happens there. So he just came down, shot a little bit. I lost this and that, a few things here and there, and, and then I killed him. That's that's the that's the whole story. It was because the the everything that came after it, the next drop yeah, pass, I think they came one each turn or something, so they came not all, all at once after that. Um, there was not so much interesting stuff in it. it I mean, there were had five or, I don't know, a few guys, melter guns, so, and combi melter guns, so nothing time. really, uh, nothing really interesting there. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, this was the first game. Maybe now some, should we now take some, some questions for that, or should I continue with the other games? Um, just give us an overview generally about what you were getting out yeah. of the units. Really, okay, the most good. The second thing. game against White Scars uh, Bike Army. Mm. Uh, third game against uh, Serpent Spam Thingy. Um, fourth game against a Rush Orc Army. Rushdown Swedish Swedish player, really good player, former ATC player. Uh, Rushdown Orc Army with a lot of bikes. 
Storm Boys, different stuff. And the last game was against 27 Screamer Star stuff. So good mixture of everything. Pretty yeah, you got you enjoyable. Got, yeah, you got the main flavors of each faction that you forced that, that you yeah, faced. Uh, yeah, actually, yes. This, this is this is why I'm so satisfied with the results. Well, um, so overall, how did the list perform? Obviously, very well. But specifically, you know, uh, is there anything new in there that that you're that you're doing with the with the units and? Are they working in different ways? How are you addressing like problems in seventh? Um, I mean, every one of you is a uh, experienced Warhammer 40k player, so uh, you always know that there are one or two different problematic units in in the opponent's army, or some facts that you have to take care about. So, in the in the case of the dropout army, you just have to survive the first turn, and after that, you can work. That's okay. Um, for the uh, White Scar Army is important. You have to survive the first turn after the scout move, and then you're okay. And um, even more when you play that or shoot a lot. In the case of Dark Elders, completely, completely correct in this case. Mm. Um, in the in the in the situation of the Serpent Spam Army, you have to have the first turn. If you don't, you have to really, really have a make a good game, and that's what I'm telling you later. It's so this is really cool. And but. Um, if I have the first turn, I'm completely fine with the Serpent Spam Army. If not, I have to really make something up to, to win the game. And next is Orcs. Um, if you control the units where the war bosses are in, you're, you're completely fine. And next is a Screamer Star. Obviously, uh, control the Screamer Star with the Grimar, Grimar Heralds and maybe control um, the... Fate Weaver and the rest is easy. And so, but I think that the Dark Army has, in like in every of these cases, has the right answers for everything. So this is why I'm, uh, and I built the army to be like that as well. So mm. it was okay. Um. So what would you say would be like your all stars uh, of of this tournament? Your best performance? I, um. I must say, I must really say that there is no unit in the army except maybe the Ravagers, where I, I, where I could say that they don't have, they didn't perform at all. So I think that, as I, as I told you before, I think that every unit had a very very important role in this tournament for me in the different matchups. Um, I would say if I, if I had to 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 point something out, maybe the Warriors in the in the Raiders, they were really good. It really, really wonderful because they made they do so much damage. It's incredible, even more in short range, of, of course. So uh, some of the the new changes for Dark Eldar. I'm kind of curious. Um, you know, you brought the Chronos Paint Engine uh, for people who play Dark Eldar. It got a pretty big change where it offers the four plus feel no pain to units within, I believe, six inches. Yeah, right. Uh, were you, how how were you able to use that in your games to like good effect, or did you find it kind of lacking? Or kind of, what's your opinions on the the Chronos in in gameplay? It's the Chronos one of the most important synergy units in the book because I need it to, um, for example, really really easy example is for, uh, if you have the two plus two plus Screamer Star, um, I obviously have no tech in the army to kill it right away. So, um, so I need to control it in some way, and this is what, for example, the Chronos does, and what what the Grotesques can do as well, because they go inside toughness five and uh, four plus feel no pain when the Chronos is near, or the Chronos itself toughness seven, uh, four plus feel no pain. So you can hold them for quite a while in place, and uh, as long as the rest of the army kills the, the rest of the demon army. For example, this is one, um, or what I do a lot is when I play offensively with the jet bike, river jet bikes, I can I do a lot of chains. You know, I, I, I construct chains with with this small, small units of, of of jet bikes um, to make it really, 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 really annoying to 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 take care of the jet bike. If you don't have the the appropriate weapon, something with at least strength, yeah, maybe five and ignore cover. It's really hard to kill the jetpacks because they jink all the time. They have they go three plus and then feel no pain after turn three, or during turn three is four plus feel no pain. 
uh, it's really annoying to kill, to kill them even more if you know it does uh, 63 points yeah mm-hmm. now with because um, so they do have the jinx which gives them the three plus cover uh, but don't do you what are your thoughts on like because I always kind of feel like when I when I use them for their hammer of wrath attacks like it's kind of negating their their strength of having that three plus cover save because when you're in combat you know you're not going to get it and at that point you're just t4 you know five plus armor save. Dark Elder yeah. Warriors. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I completely agree. But it depends on the, on, on 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 what they do. Because, for example, uh, when I played, um, this was not in this tournament, but when I played in the training against Serpent Spam Elder, um, I had a Elder player who had two invisible serpents. When I thought, eh, okay, but this is the thing that River Jet bikes do because they just they are turbo boost and they stand like almost in front of the of the other army, and you can choose now if you want to uh, disembark with your dire images and try to shoot uh, the jet bikes um, because you don't have any wraith knights at this point of the game anymore. But um, so I don't know. You can choose, and this is it's really hard to kill them. And the follow-up is that the jet bikes, or at least the guy with the cluster call drops, moves behind the serpent, attacks it, and puts you six. Uh, D6 strength 6 rending attacks hits into the back, so invisibility won't help, and you're just mm-hmm. down. Yeah, I guess That's... for me, it's more of uh, those those wave serpents have serpent shields that remove the three man jet bikes usually. Yeah, this is this is yeah, this right. This is when yeah. this is this this is the situation when you shoot at the jet bike units, so you need three serpents to do that. And the rest of the Dark Elder army lives. And if I go to turn four, which is pretty pretty much possible, my entire army gets fused charge and you're fucked. Because mm-hmm. there are 30 warriors coming for you. Everyone with fused charge and they just take your servants. That's it. And the, the problem is it's not only this. You have the grotesque as well, you know. Um, I yeah. just put the grotesque barge dress in front. And you can shoot it down, no problem. And I just hop off and attack the next serpent I get. Because in the in the elder army, there's no no weapon that can accept uh, the wraith knight that can really um, reliably kill the grotesques just like that. Mm-hmm. So do you use so basically what I'm the only downside I saw of your list was anti armor. So what I'm hearing is that you're using jet bike. Uh, cal traps. You're using grotesques in melee, and the basically the two ravengers with the dark lances, and that's your anti-vehicle. And the trueborn with the four blasters. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's uh, but this is what, what what I told you before. It's 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 um yeah it's, it's like it's a process. You know, the first turns you are. I don't I don't kill serpents. First of all, I mm-hmm. want every serpent to make jink. That's what I want. Okay, so for example, if I shoot at a serpent uh, and the player chooses to to use the Jinx special rule, uh, I will not com- continue shooting at it. I'll spread my my fire to to make. So the the, the consequence is that he shoots back really um, um, less effectively of my stuff. And the next thing is just going to happen is um, the grotesques are in play. Then the jet bikes are in play. The Kronos is somewhere around. If he runs pretty good, he's somewhere around there. And this is turn two, turn three, like this. So I, I enter the first close combats then. And then my elder, dark elder warriors stay completely unharmed because you cannot kill everything. It's not possible. You cannot shoot. Like, you cannot, like if, you have, if you have, for example, realistically, you have two or at least two more, more possibly three serpents are in jink mode and so you can kill two maybe three things if you're good mm-hmm. and then and then in turn four you get the the complete impact of all the close combat stuff and you will not lose that you're you're done then until then have you been using any similar units to that then robin to success in yourself or is your route gone quite a different way um, so, you know, some of the stuff that us and the guys at the store have been playing around with has focused more around, uh, the haywire options. Um, and 
like I said, you know, it's it's a little different. Like our primary concerns is usually things like knights, <laughs> uh, and how do we stop like the adamantite lance? And uh, you know, one of the things that that we like is the the scourges. Um, you can get quite a few of them with the different detachment. Give them all, uh, so you get four haywire blasters per unit, and you can you know bring like I believe it's four units of those in the the special detachment, and deep strike them down. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's powerful. Um, you still have the Venom spam and just kind of loading up on Venoms. Can't really go wrong with Venoms. It, throughout my history of playing Dark Eldar, I have not really found um, Lances to be reliable or even do anything for me. Uh, they're kind of the bane of my existence. I know some Dark Eldar players love them. Uh, I personally have always fell back on Witches with the Haywire Grenades. Uh, now that that's gone, you know, you can still take the Cerebite with the Haywire Grenade or, um, yeah, basically I try to, I try to pump a lot of Haywire in and, and do, do my work that way. Mm, I understand that. But I see the, the problem is that you, um, that if I want Haywire, I, I ally with Elda and take Swooping Hawks. So, for mm-hmm. example, because beneath the fact that they they uh, have haywire grenades which is probably far more reliable than haywire shooting is uh, like the every the older side effects in this case but I understand your point completely um, I I uh, I didn't have any scourges but I had them in, in my in my bits box <laughs> old school scourges and yeah. I constructed a few I just made two teams like two times five. And with haywire weapons as well. Just this was my first thought, but um, from, I have the lances because just to be safe against if I, if the opponent has one or two land raiders, that's what mm-hmm. it's all. That's what it's all about. And um, actually, when you see me play, I do a lot of turbo boosting with the uh, with the ravagers to do certain effects. For for example, when I had to locked it there are there were three screamer stars right so when i had to to do something about the two plus two plus screamer star uh, and i didn't have my grotesque and my 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 uh chronos were in a fight with another screamer star so i couldn't do couldn't really stop them so i had a few warriors uh with uh four plus funeral pain because we're close to the to the to the guy to the chronos and so i took two ravages and with the two with the, with the front tips of the noses of the ravagers, I clipped off one herald. So I didn't move him. So so I just put the noses of the ravagers between. So in the free gaps between the models, and I attacked this one herald with the unit of warriors. And so only one screamer, because of the there was no space at all, could f- fight back against the warriors. Including the herald, so two guys, one herald, one screamer, and so they don't do shit against you, and you just do you don't do anything at all as well, but they don't harm you anyway. So you have mm-hmm. armor, you have you have four plus funeral, funeral pain, and so I could hold them in place with this thing, and they stood, they they just stood there for the rest of the game because they just hold them. And it was turn five, I was fearless, nothing could happen, so I'm fine, and I stay like this. That's an interesting tactic you've just mentioned there, having the nose of the Ravager just in the way. Do you want to explain that a little bit more for those who don't quite get what you're on about? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 all about um, like I don't know if you if you want to lock someone in combat, the only thing that could could happen to you is that someone has hit and run or just speaks beats the crap out of you. Yeah, and to prevent that, you want to to construct a situation where where not too many models can strike back at the models that you have in close combat. So if you have something pretty weak, like Dark Other Warriors, um, I try to, I don't know if the word is correct, I to pincer the unit of streamers so that the smallest amount of streamers can fight back because they are just too far away from the models that are in close combat in base contact. Because So you, so you must imagine a line of streamers and then the end of there is somewhere a herald. I attack with warriors, and um, the screamers cannot cons- cons- consolidate in the direction of the or pile in. That's the word uh, in the direction of the of the warriors because there are two ravages in the way. 
And so only the closest stream at in, in two inch of the herald can strike back and the herald as well. That's it. That's why you are. They don't do any damage at all, and you hold just eight hundred points just in place with, no, much less. And this gives you the time to kill the rest of the army. Because I don't need the the blast. I, in this matchup, I don't need the ravagers. I had when he had like three units of streamers. I as I told you, one was in close combat, and I <laughs> shot one. One. Uh, so the first one was in close combat with my hard tough guys. The second one, I just shot him right away. He, he has four plus uh, invul save, and I just this is he can stand like one something close to one hundred uh, poison shots. And um, and the third one was the two plus two plus, and so I thought, oh, okay, I have to take care of something. And you so you have so many options, you know, you can attack, charge from every vehicle that you have. You have and so in this in this situation, I didn't have any. Real, <laughs> realistic, good use of the Ravages, so I just did this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead of shooting on 2 plus 2 plus guys. Kai, what would you um, use then as a solution if you were going up in a meta that was allowing, you know, things like Adamantium Lance and, and possibly other builds, you know, involving allies in a, in a different tournament? Mm, I'm not sure. Actually, in training, I played mostly against armies that had some or a few allies and I must say without being an asshole but I wiped all my opponents until this day now at this moment um, I don't know it's I, the Dark Elder Codex appears extremely strong to me but um you have to play a lot. You have to play. You have to think a lot. You have to do a lot of stuff yourself. It's not that the book itself uh, works the stuff for you. You know, it has the tools, of course, but it's not that. Um, I mean, everyone can do that. Yeah? It's not that I'm so cool, but everyone can do that. But um, you have to train that. And I think that the book has the options, and you have to know which fights you can take and what your priorities are. Because. Um, yeah, it's not a serpent, you know. That's, that's, so, you'd say it's quite a yeah. I think Dark Eldar have always been an army that picks and chooses its battles, where where to attack the enemy, try to hit him in the weakest, maybe try, they use their speed to, you know, get the, your enemy in a poor situation. Mm. And I feel like that's what Dark Eldar has always been kind of their forte. What, what, what Actually, you can do so many things, for example, with the... With the Completely insane turbo boost of the of the Reaver jet bikes. Um, for example, you can. Uh, I played against uh, bike army, and uh, I locked a unit of bike guys just in place because I just uh, turbo because there was one. Uh, they were in, yeah, not not in a line, but in like in two rows. And there was one guy, and I just surrounded this guy with this, with this, with the three jet bikes at two. Places, so I just surround him in the, in, the, in the top, so he couldn't move at all. So because he had to 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 stay one inch away, if he wanted to move, he had to to go inside one inch. So he had to charge to do something against the river jet bikes. And if there's something, I don't know, some and this gets gets much more dramatic if you have, for example, like what I saw today was uh, like 15 orcs with a war boss, and you just surround one of the was one of the orcs, and he has to to stay in coherency the entire turn with this one idiot orc who's trapped between the jet bikes and uh, this kills his entire turn. You can do such things. This is what Dirk Elder's about. That's a cool thing. I played a lot of yeah, two years of tournaments around but um, this is why I enjoy Dark Elder so much because you can do a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff which is not explained in the book, in the rule book. Yeah, it's not about making wounds. This is a side effect. You can do this. This is your, your let's say this is your 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 uh, bread and butter. But um, beside of that, you can do so many tricks, so much stuff, so many um, things with the with the basic rules. Only just movement. If someone's not flying, he's you can trap him. You can catch him with the turbo boost. For example, what I did is against the serpents uh, with my uh, in my movement. Of the uh, turbo boost with the jet bike, so blah blah blah. No one shot at them, or a few die Avengers. And then with a normal movement, 
they surrounded one serpent. Um, there he was only one hand point or something or two. I shot it and it went down. Everything that in, was inside was dead, of course, because it was surrounded completely because it didn't explode. And then I turbo boost to the next serpent, surround it in the same way, and do the same shit again. Such things. That's cool. That's so much fun to play. Yeah, and I will definitely speak to that. Dark Eldar is fantastic at surrounding vehicles and glancing them out. Uh, and, and and you're right. These are tricks that Dark Eldar players have, I would say, you know, grown accustomed to over the course of the last few years and and, and working. You know, it's it's always been a fun list. It's always been one of my favorites. Uh, and, and I definitely think that this codex um, initial initial reactions were pretty low. You know, mainly because a lot of my favorite things are kind of gone. But with all the new stuff and then the Homunculi Coven's book, there seems to be a lot of really fun little tricks and toys to play with for the Dark Elder players. Uh, have you had a look at that um, supplement, Kai? Uh, the uh, Homunculus Coven? Yes. Yes, I, I bought it uh, two weeks ago, I guess. No, no, no. Yeah, I did. I, did. I, t I took a good look at that. Um, I think it's pretty good. Um, uh, for me at the moment, it's let's say not an option to play it right now because because I have really um, I want to make Dark Elder my main army right now um, because actually Dark Elder was my first tournament army, my real tournament army. So it's a little bit nostalgic because it's the same miniatures <laughs> and. Um, no, and I, right now I did. Um, uh, I did read the book. I checked it a little bit, and uh, I did a roster with a with a good friend of mine who's playing in the same uh, gaming club as I do, and he wants to do uh, racks and grotesques and Kronos and Talos army and stuff. And I think it's very strong. It's very good. I could imagine a few rosters killing a lot of stuff, but uh, for me myself, I love the warriors too much to not play them. So. So it's not my my cup of tea, and I think they have less tricks, far less tricks than regular Doctor Dan. So just out of curiosity, so are you are you talking about like you keeping your like ally slot if it's a two slot format free for for other allies like Eldar or something? Um, because you know you could still use all the same tricks you're using now. It's just take like your grotesques out of the coven section because then they get the a little bit better power from pain rules from that book. If I if I took a second detachment to support my main Dark Elder army, I think the grotesque would be pretty good because they do a minus one moral. And in my 1850 points army, I have the uh, I call it always the nuclear bomb, which is the uh, Archangel of Pain and the armor of la 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 thing with the Archon and Homunculus, together with the grotesques in the in webway portal barge, dropping somewhere, killing everything there because it would be minus five moral. Uh, leadership mm. for the test. Uh, Rob, do you feel like the the coven is necessary um, to make Dark Eldar work, in your opinion, competitively? Um, I mean, I don't think it's necessary, but I do think that it has a lot of extra fun, you know, tricks and things you can do with it. Uh, I think the biggest downfall of the coven book is that you have so many cool little detachments and everything that being limited to a two-source format really kind of hinders it mm. in like a, in a more open scenario where you could take multiple detachments. There's a lot of really neat things you could start doing with the different uh, detachments. Uh, there's, there's a lot, of, a lot of cool fun thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, taking five Taloses to me, that seems pretty cool. Like you're basically paying the points of like an Imperial Knight, but you're getting like five monstrous creatures. Yeah. They're kind of slow, but they can dish out a lot of shooting and they're going to be really tough to destroy, especially multi-wound monsters and being able to kind of shuffle them in and out. Uh, you know, certain things like that. But, you know, if I have to spend my, my ally slot to do that, I don't know if it's totally worth it, you know. But if I was able to take more and just kind of attach this stuff, I think it would really start coming into its own. The problem is you cannot take an ally detachment with a coven. You can take a coven detachment but you cannot take an allied detachment using the coven book it's impossible 
Well, no, no. I, I, what I guess what I mean is, is uh, so most GTs, especially in our area, limit you to two sources. Two, so, but sources for, of any kind? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so you could take your Dark Eldar primary, mm. and then you could take like a homunculi coven. Okay, so this is uh, not a yeah. uh, allied detachment, so it's any... No, it's not. Well, It'll just be a formation. Yeah, and you could do... So you could do that, as well as they also allow you to uh, self-ally, because they do limit it. So they do allow self-allying, even though the rulebook doesn't allow it. It's just what most of the GTs in the States have been doing. Now, I do have a question for, for you, uh, Caillou. Um, how do you guys anticipate handling the fact that you have things like the uh, Scalpel Squadron or the Talos or even a Warlord trait that, that accrues additional victory points? How are you guys looking at doing uh, handling that for tournament play? Because that's actually been kind of a hot-button issue that's been being discussed being discussed here in the states yeah i i understand I, I completely know what you mean uh there is actually no uh i don't know no common solution in the german tournament scene for that it's uh there are some people thinking this way some other people thinking that way but in the end i must say that um we play with or most of us we play with random victory points D3 or D3 plus anything. And um, uh, and in addition, I must say, most people complaining about the fact that it's too random, same for the Maelstrom missions, it's too random, you can draw any cards and that's all bad and blah, blah, blah. I never see those people at tournaments, actually. I know, I know the names, I know those people complain a lot in the internet, but we have German forums as well, of course. And, but I never see those people. So it's not part of my reality. I just see the tournament organizers doing their, doing some stuff. I know that there are a few tournaments <coughs> regulating these things in different ways. But I, but at the same time, I don't like, uh, I don't know, I don't like to, to balance a game like on my own. If I'm a tournament organizer, and I must say least uh, like, least of the not too many of the tournament organizers in, in Germany are the top players as well so I'm not sure if they if they actually really really know concerning balancing things what they are doing there you know so but I completely so agree your point most of your most of your tournaments then um, they allow for uh, diff for multiple uh, for like uh, so let me let me put it this way. The big problem we're, we're running into is a lot of our tournaments have capped points you can get. So, for instance, um, the Nova Open, you're able to get uh, a maximum of 15 points in the game, nine points on primary, six points on secondary. Yeah. And it's kind of been one of those things of, well, how do you factor in these, these additional D3s? Not that they're bad, but how do you necessarily factor these in to these set? to these set value events since we're since guys are these tournaments at least in the states are doing these set values now some tournaments like uh the bay area open in the west coast format has basically just lumped it into the maelstrom which is a secondary a lot of the east coast guys are saying well we don't think that that's actually that's actually properly weighted we think that these should be worth primary points because i mean it's it's clearly a big enough thing that they've they've designed it to work this way yeah so i was wondering how you guys were, were working it out so are they counting towards your your primaries uh are you guys allowing that or do you guys just kind of more or less just <coughs> ignore that aspect of it it's very different you know uh, as i tell you uh, every tournament handles it a little bit differently for example in this mm -hmm. moment where, where 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 i took uh, took part in this weekend um we had actually different missions where the primary was two complete different things. In one primary was Maelstrom, like traditional Maelstrom, and then I had a mission with primary Eternal War and Maelstrom Secondary. So it mixes up completely, you know? Um, so um, that's, uh, and we had a lot of discussion about that um, with the beginning of the seventh edition, but now we we came to a point where, and uh, we have a quite um, well-known uh, blog in Germany for the kings.de and we do a lot of talking about like of course meta tournaments army lists blah 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 and we said there as well in many different podcasts and uh, reports and everything that we are now at a point where we do not 
where I think that we do not need to find a common solution for a tournament format or a valuation format for every tournament. I don't think that we need a comparability in, in this case. I think that if you if you are someone, a club or someone who's organizing a tournament, you offer a package of rules and uh, format that you think is best and is what you think that people and you yourself could like. And if they, in parentheses, customer likes it, cool, and people will come to your place. And if not, they stay at home. But it's not okay for tournament players to go to a tournament knowing that they don't like the tournament rules and complain afterwards, you know? And this is what we do here right now. It's very different. For example, we have a very, I just read about a very interesting uh, way to, to evaluate the games. It's a little bit with percent. So for example, you count the victory points in your game. For example, you do, I don't know, you do 15 victory points in your game yeah, in total and your opponent does 10. Or let's say, or let's say 25, yeah. And in total, so 25 is a lot, but okay. You do, uh, so you do uh, 40 victory points in total. So this is your 100 percent. Then uh, you calculate how much percent of these 100 percent are these 15 victory points, and how much percent are these 25 victory points. And so you get a tournament point which has the number of the percentage that you had victory points. Uh, of the total victory points made in this game, and I and I love this. I I, I just I first thought it's quite quite complicated, but it's not not at all, and I really love it. I think it's pretty smart. Um, yeah, that was that was my thought on that. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so Rob, let's bring it back um, to Dark Elder. Um, <clears throat> I know you mentioned briefly what you were you, you had run recently. Um, is there anything that you're looking to try out in the near future? Um, actually, yeah, is something that was kind of touched on earlier. But there's a now. Granted, this doesn't necessarily work on They Shall Know No Fear, but there's a, there's a lot of really neat tricks you can do with leadership uh, in the new Dark Eldar book. Um, a lot of ways to modify leadership. Uh, a lot of ways to stack it. So you can, like he said, eventually get them down to negative five. Then, you you know, you have Torment Grenade Launchers and other things like that that you can put on units to, you know, cause leadership checks. Uh, it works a lot like Psychic Scream, you know, for the amount that you fail your leadership check by, you take that many wounds. Uh, so there's some there's some neat little things like that, uh, little little tricks and, and, and dirty things to try to do to your opponents when they're not expecting it. Uh, you know, while it's not the greatest thing to do on some units... You know, but there can be those, you know, Death Star units that people use that could be affected by these things. Um, and when you start losing models from those units, that, you know, starts turning into a big deal. Uh, you know, you throw that in with, you know, just Venoms. You know, Venoms have always been really good, always really solid, you know, tons of shots. And I feel like that's something Dark Eldar do really well, uh, is just keep uh, hammering with shots and... You know, you, you don't really care so much about losing your stuff. Uh, MSU has always been a strong point. Kill point games kill Dark Eldar. Uh, usually only have to deal with about one of those in a GT. So, you know, there used to be a bigger impact in the, the tournament scene, but now not so much. Um, but, yeah, so uh, there's a lot of deep striking stuff, too. So anyway, to, like, precision strike down these units... Um, you know, something I was talking with my buddy about earlier is just this simple 20-man unit of Dark Eldar puts out a lot of splinter rifle shots, uh, and it's a fairly cheap unit. Um, and if that's something you can bring down turn two with a precision deep strike with a webway portal, you know, everybody's trying to figure out ways to use this webway portal, you know, with, with these scary, strong blobs, but... You, know, you drop a couple, you know, you drop like 40 Dark Elder Warriors next to something, and you're going to put the hurt on it. Plus, now they have to worry about clearing that out. Um, you know, getting the bonuses with the feel no pain and, and, you know, the plus one feel no pain, or you have like a homunculi in there who increases the feel no pain turn. Uh, there's, there's simple things I think that Dark Elder can do that are, you know, maybe being overlooked. And granted, I haven't tested any of this stuff out, but it's, there are things that I've been thinking about and wondering how, how well this would work in, in the tournament scene. 
um, you know, for just taking objectives and, and basically saying, this is mine. I'm going to force you to deal with that. Meanwhile, I have other stuff. You know, uh, it's the concept of I have so much stuff on the board, they can't shoot all of it. My it plays wo- off of that. My worry with that would be, with them not being fearless, if you're dropping two big blobs of guys down, mm-hmm. you're investing a lot of points, and you kind of need to guarantee that whatever you're fighting or shooting at, you're going to kill. Because some units, mm-hmm. if they manage to charging it in there, they're going to sweep that unit with not being fearless and being a little bit fragile compared to most dedicated assault units. Yeah, I mean, that's always a concern uh, with, with Dark Eldar. You know, like I said, it's it's kind of a minimum amount of points to invest into something like that. Um, and while they can, I think, what is it, like turn four? Turn four? Well, no, I guess that's the homunculi book. They become fearless. Uh, but it's turn five. Is it turn five? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, and, and fearless is always something. You know, maybe maybe consider throwing in other characters or something to make them fearless. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a concern. Uh, for, like, 260 points, I guess I'm not super concerned with that. Um, because it's not that much, that not that many more points than some other things. Uh, and like I said, it, it's just kind of something I've been thinking about. And what can I do with this Webway portal that could be effective? I mean, it seems like it's such a strong tool to not, you know, like you can bring grotesques down, like a, a nice big unit of grotesques or, you know, things like that. But, you know, you always, you always wonder about, well, are they going to be alive in the turn that they can assault? So then you have to start looking outside of allies. You know, I think the common thing that people are playing around with is like fire dragons, right? You know, can I deep strike, precision deep strike down fire dragons in a position to deal with something? And and while that's cool, uh, I'm actually a little biased because I'm not a fan of Eldar, but I love Dark Eldar. So I'm trying to figure out ways of not having to, you know, take Eldar in there to basically fill out what I want my Dark Eldar to be doing. I'm not going to do this well because I don't play with allies at all. I never did, and I'm not never going to do that. I never play with allies. Let me let me ask you guys both, if if you can just be honest though, do you feel? I mean, you already mentioned it, Caillou, earlier about access to haywire, and you'd rather go for sweeping hawks. Are there better tools to do those roles in the Eldar book, regardless of whether you want to play using them or not? Mm. I, I absolutely think that the Eldar book has everything that i would want to do um <laughs> with with webway portal stuff yeah uh yeah it, it's i mean it's tough you know I, I like their their wraith knight i think it's great um you know if there's one thing i wanted in the new dark elder codex was a giant like flesh golem you know some big monstrous creature um i guess you kind of get that with the five talos unit that's kind of mm. cool uh you know, if there's a way to portal in five Taloses, I think that would be something really cool. But yeah, basically every time I, I sit down and I'm like, okay, what can I what can I bring out this portal that's really gonna scare my opponent? It, I always end up falling back to Eldar and going, okay, Wraith Guard. Has there Fire been Dragons. has there been a consensus on um, transports and and um, deep striking those in through the Webway portal and how that works? Because the the wording's a little bit peculiar. Um, mm, ors, mean, or, yeah. ors or ands and stuff is there an accepted um, definition on that yet in the tournament community uh, well here yes but uh, here is no problem You, if you have a de- transport a dedicated transport in this case for example and you have a webway portal character inside a unit with a transport you can deep strike with the with the transport no problem yeah um, how are you guys playing that in the US Rob um, I mean, as far as I know, so far it's it's the same way. I mean, if a if a model with the webway portal is embarked in a transport, then it gets to deep strike. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I completely know what you mean with the wording. <laughs> I, I read that when I read it the first time. I first thought, oh, this is going to be a problem. But uh, I think that that our well, at least I don't know how it's at your place, but in Germany, we our tournament scene matured a lot, and people are not trying to be too dumb about the rules. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
I mean, obviously that so makes just, just that a, makes that makes the fire that makes the fire warrior thing even even better. I think it's um, good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, because no, you no can bring a serpent. Uh, yeah. So, so here's the webway portal rule. It says if a model with a webway portal is in in reserve or ongoing reserves, then the model and any unit it has joined or embarked upon has the deep strike special rule. This model and his unit will not scatter if arriving from deep strike reserve. Yeah. So the not scatter does not refer to the transport. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. That's what it, that's what it means, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but if you guys are playing it that way, then you know you guys out there at home feel free to put six fire dragons inside a uh, venom with a uh, sorry five fire dragons inside a venom with a homunculus and stick it on the forty five degree angle behind a knight and uh, proceed. Yeah, this will not work. There, are, actually... there are only five places in the yeah. In the that's league. what I meant. Five five and yeah. a homunculus. Yeah. Yeah, you could put them in a a, a wave serpent or yeah. a wave serpent too, couldn't you? Yeah. Or no, fire. No, what's it called? It's a fire dragon's transport that they can take. Wave serpent. You, you can put them in a falcon. Yeah. Oh, is there not, is there not six falcon. spots? Is there not six spots in a, uh, in, a venom? In, in a viper? No, no, it's five. Oh, is it five? Yeah. What about in a venom? Is that six in a venom? Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. They're mainly in venom. I mean, yeah. I mean it's, it's five. Yeah. Oh, right. No, but I think a falcon is not too bad, actually, if I think about it. Oh, the reason because I was the reason, the reason I was thinking about that is if it's if it's open topped, obviously you can draw a line of sight from any point on the uh, on the vehicle. So you, that gets yeah, you, you around. Yeah, you, um, you can disembark. Well, you don't even need yeah, to disembark. You could just, yeah. Um, if you're using like say for, uh, use a use a raider in, instead, then if you go behind an imperial knight um, on the forty five degree angle, so that the the transport is sort of um, across both. Uh, ah, across two sides. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. nice. Well, I yeah. believe I believe with the um, with the fire dragons, if you disembark from the vehicle that deep struck, you can still speed of a Sarian. So you could basically do the same thing. Yeah, at least they, then you just don't have to get out. That's the only thing. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that's, a no, that's more, true. That's true. Yeah. I, I always found uh, raiders to be a little bit of a death trap, but when they've got three up armor, it's it's well, not that bad. With the yeah, venom no, being right. quite wide as well, you can put, go from the tips of their wings, I suppose. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just going back to another unit then, which... Yeah, at that point, I think you just throw them in a raider. Yeah. And yeah. then drop them in. Yeah. Um, cool. Just moving back to a unit we've used to see a lot of them, the Beast Pack. That's changed quite a bit now. And yeah. I've seen quite a lot of people in Endless, when I've been chatting on there, have thought about the possibility of running just mass units rather than one or two big ones as... Just multiple threat overload kind of thing. What do you guys think about that? Is that something you've tried? Uh, to be honest, I haven't really looked at the beast pack all that much. Um, I know that there were some initial talks of like razor wing flocks and like the clawed fiend. Um, hmm. I guess for me, I've been playing the beast pack for for a while now that I'm I'm more exploring the the new toys and not so much the old toys. The ironic thing with the beast pack is if you take multiple beast masters, they're actually better than units of Hellions as well, which is amusing. Oh, that's yeah, but, interesting. But, I never yeah, even thought of that. You can have only five guys. So. Uh, does, hmm? You can no, only you have, can have you can, no, You can have as many as you want. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. No, but in my case, I need the jet bikes. So no, <laughs> yeah. place, no place. No. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, you know, you kind of you kind of swayed me. I'm probably going to start playing around with the jetbikes a little <laughs> bit more and, and and see what I can do with them. Yeah, I, mean, I used to love how much they harassed people, and uh, I was just kind of so, by the hammer of wrath. Well, well the caltrops are definitely a nice answer to um, like weak weak transports as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like serpents weak transports. Hmm. Yeah, any, anything with a rear armor ten really. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is most and as well things. you can you can do a lot of shit with that. You can you can take. Uh, uh, for example, I don't know what I what I kill. I kill a lot of orc artillery stuff because mm-hmm. you can pass easily with the speed. You can pass the entire beat up guys, and you, as an orc player, you don't have time. You have huge mobs there. You don't have time to react. Then you can shoot with your grots at my three plus jink jet bikes. Yeah, cool. Go ahead, and then I charge you, and you're you're gone. You're gone, RFL. No problem, and uh, or other stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, everything that has toughness three, like swarms, you can with the cluster call drops, you can just instant kill them. There's so many things, so many, so many. Or oh, uh, Thunderfire can um, attack Marine, attack him, 
cast the card drops into in your face. D6 strength takes uh, six in rending. No problem. Hmm. Uh, I got. I do have another question for you. you. Said you were running a court of the archon. Uh, yeah. What did you put in your court, or were you just doing that to get a cheap venom? No, the cheap ven venom came came from the archon himself. Okay. And uh, no, it was about it. Um, the I had almost. I had ten points. <laughs> I had ten points. I, I did. I I took only one lemon. It's not. There is no cool thing behind it. And I will change it. Okay. The next army list, but uh, I just took one of these mm -hmm. lemon women things mm -hmm. for 10 points and i had always an objective in some corner and like the woman this guy, woman was standing there all the time and just scored every third turn something yeah this was okay for 10 points have you have you thought about doing like a like a couple silth in a raider with the splinter x at all or using a like a unit of medusas in with a webway portal so they can drop down in flame definitely definitely i thought about that um, I mean, is um, this the first thing that comes into your mind when you read the web portal rules and you read the Medusa and everything? Um, I thought about that too, but uh, um, when I started constructing my roster, in this case, um, it's not that they're good, but there's no space. It's the same with the beast yeah. pack. You know, I mean, the beasts are good, no question. Their scourges are very good, no question. But there is no space in the places where I could use them. I mean, I mean, you could buy and record, but I don't have the points at the moment because I think that the the roster that I have right now is um, I don't know. It's very um, there's not much space for for a lot of variation. Maybe in bigger armies, maybe 2,000 points or something, but I have a roster for 1850, which is very strong. It's very similar, but just a few more tricks. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, uh, those Venoms and Raiders and all those things that yeah, I play real quick. Yeah, I play two Venoms. I never play more. I don't like Venoms at all. Yeah. <clears throat> it's really interesting to see the sort of differing attitudes between uh, you guys and what you're playing and obviously what you're, you're looking at and, and obviously... You know, being inspired by each other's ideas and, and what have you, and the, and the crossover, and that's that's pretty much what our whole podcast is about. Pretty much putting different different metas with each other and uh, and, and just uh, sort of cross pollinating. Really, um, <clears throat> is there anything else that you really want to sort of get out there and like recommend people try out, or or any particular highlights that you think in this new book that people may have not noticed yet, or or even just your favourites uh, in in the book. Uh, do you want to start, Rob? Um, sure. Mine's gonna be mine's gonna be kind of quick. Um, you know, I'm always a fan of the standard warrior. Uh, you know, they're they're one of those units that you have a bunch of, and you never really expect them to do a whole lot. Uh, but when they do perform, you're always excited about it. Uh, you know, unlike a tactical marine that you expect to hold out, and then he dies, and you're upset. Um, scourges, I find, are a lot of fun. You know. Uh, just check them out, try them out, you know, test them, play with them, proxy them, uh, and see what you guys think. Um, and aside from that is like, I've always been a fan of grotesques. I've always, you know, wanted to try to run them. And, uh, I really kind of like their durability. Um, and I, I think it's kind of being mirrored here, uh, with, you know, how well they can just tar pit stuff down if used correctly. I agree completely. And, um, but what I want to say mainly is that the Dark Eldar is, I think it's the only army, or if not one of the few armies, that is able to win a game with movement in general. Um, like the example that I gave you before, cut-off units uh, just stand in the way with some, some stuff that you can just throw away like jet bikes in some situations um you can do a lot of stuff without rolling a die at all and this is what i recommend to dark other players to listen to this podcast um try to do more with your movement it's not a, that it's not only try uh, flying in range and shooting or and staying out of range of enemy shooting it's so much more check your priorities get your information straight know which fights you can take and then you're fine you will not win everything but you will win a lot for sure 
Thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate that. And I hope that has uh, inspired a few guys out there to uh, have a go with your Dark Eldar, dust them off, get those, uh, get those warriors back on the table, um, and start playing a bit more tricky, start uh, abusing some of that movement. Uh, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you, uh, Caillou, and thank you, Rob, for getting involved. Really appreciate that. Of course, you uh, will probably be hearing more from Caillou regarding ETC as we build up towards that. And uh, Rob, you can always catch uh, with the Team SG guys uh, on their regular streams and uh, the Team Stomping Grounds page as well. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.